Don't ask me to talk. From the sublime to the ridiculous. Join me, Stacey Heller. And me, Eric Ryder. As we talk about what's good to watch, read, see, listen to, and more. An edutaining one-hour break in your day that includes the segment, What Are We Eating? Sponsored by Dingfelder's Delicatessen. Stick with us for something good. Hello. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It is Don't Ask Me to Talk. I'm your host, Stacey Heller. I am joined by my co-host, Eric Ryder. Hey, good afternoon. Happy Thanksgiving. It is. Uh, and if you're listening to this after Thanksgiving, then happy day. Exactly. <laughs> happy day to you. Uh, you know, isn't every day a day that we should be grateful? Yes. Yeah. So look at yeah, it. That's, that's, a good, that's a good way to look at life, I think. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, uh, Thanksgiving is supposed to be about giving thanks. So let's just focus on that. Uh, speaking of thanks, thanks to everybody that listens to the show, whether it's live or later via podcast. We so appreciate you. Uh, we just really love our random show that we do here, something a little lighter. You know, it's like the uh, the side dishes to Thanksgiving, right? I mean, some people talk turkey, right? Some people are talking, thank you. <laughs> Perfect. You mean talking about turkey? Sure, sure, Not- sure. A talking turkey, which right. is what we had here in the studio until I chased them out. Oh, well, uh, thank goodness, because uh, it was probably like putting an all call out to like, help me, help me. Right. <laughs> We're not going to eat that turkey. No. M- much like the White House, we've pardoned him. Exactly. So. Exactly. Even though he he was a uh, serial turkey murderer. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, we, we've, you know, decided that he can go free. I, I think that's very nice of us. Now, that said, the turkeys that we'll be eating at home, yes. those turkeys, dead and gone. Right. <laughs> Who knows what heinous crimes they committed. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So, you know, this show is like those fun side dishes, the random things, the lighter fare, the extras. It's the pie. It's the dessert. Um, we just like to focus on... Uh, Fun and festivities, you know, high holidays. That's right. Like today's an actual holiday. I, you know, this is the first show that we've done on an actual holiday. And so I'm curious are there, has anybody got the nerve to try and cram one of these phony, <laughs> phony baloney, <laughs> yes, ridiculous high holidays on an actual holiday? Yes. I am so glad that you asked. Uh, first of all, you can tell that in the United States, at least, uh, for the most part, people don't try to compete. It's, right. you know, the things that were on the national today for today were the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Mm-hmm. Naturally, the uh, national dog show broadcast that you can watch. And these um, are just things that take place on Thanksgiving as right. a tradition rather than you know, a phony baloney holiday. Right. However, some of the holidays are celebrate your unique talent day. <laughs> okay. I'm like, okay, like carving a turkey, maybe? Uh, D.B. Cooper Day. 
Wow. Which is sort of local for us because yes, yeah. uh, Washington, and it was, what, 1971, I had to look this up, that D.B. Cooper uh, basically hijacked a plane. and Well, he's really captured the public's imagination and people still trying to solve that crime uh, from, <laughs> you know, so many years ago. Um, and I just watched a video last night of, I, I think, a, a, a former sheriff detective that um, – claim to have solved the crime now. And so, uh, you know, there's been many of these uh, where somebody comes forward and says, I've done it. I've cracked the D.B. Cooper case. And then somebody else has come along and then pointed the holes in their logic. This guy, I got to say, made a very compelling case. And there's a YouTube uh, video that was put up recently by one of the local news outlets where he uh, they claim that they have his his tie and then they did an analysis of material found on the tie, and some of it is like really rare, like titanium. So they tracked this all to a lab in, I want to say, Iowa or Ohio, uh, where this particular uh, titanium would be found and probably only found there. And uh, apparently they think it was one of the guys that worked at this lab doing research on titanium, which is wild. I've never heard that before. Wow. Interesting. Look at you. It's kind of like Jack the Ripper where there's like so many theories on who it is. And I I don't think we'll ever definitively know, but I got to say this guy made a pretty compelling case, so. It's always so, like, those stories are so fascinating to me. Yeah. Those unsolved cases where it's like, you know, conspiracies and all these different things. Um, Yeah, so that's one of the days. Uh, And then, of course, there's a lot about, uh, given that it's Thanksgiving and the uh, traditional story of the pilgrims coming over and surviving the first winter and working with their uh, neighbors and friends, indigenous peoples, which... We know that that is not necessarily how it went down. So there are some uh, acknowledgments of that today. Like there's Unthanksgiving Day, which is, you know, in honor of indigenous peoples. There's National Day of Mourning. Um, and so, you know, those are not ridiculous. Uh, but it's a little hard to say, like, happy Unthanksgiving. Right, right. Uh, but then there is National Oliver Day. So, hey, all you Olivers out there. Oh, okay. So I thought it was celebrating the musical <laughs> nope. Oliver nope. or the novel. Wasn't it originally a novel? Yes. David, uh, not David Copperfield, but <laughs> Charles Dickens, David Copperfield, another one of his yes. uh, stories. But didn't that have food, glorious food? Right, which seems appropriate. So, yeah. Like, so, thank you, sir. I have some more. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, it all just comes back to talking turkey, doesn't it? Apparently it does, yeah. Yeah. That's, so, a, that's some synergy of the highest order. It totally is. So, yeah, I mean, not too many really ridiculous days. And the whole reason that the D.B. Uh, Cooper one is because I think it's uh, it's a, an acknowledgement of the day that he was, like, found or something like that. Um But yeah, you know, not too much craziness. And there aren't even any really good birthdays today um, of note. Um, The only one when I was looking through that I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. uh, Scott Joplin, who was the pioneer of ragtime music. uh, He was born on this day back in the 1800s. And uh, 
showcased his music at the World's Fair and ragtime music became a big thing. I think that was before Thanksgiving was even a designated holiday. I think so. And it was like the, hello, my baby, hello, my... <laughs> like, isn't that ragtime? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really great uh, at... Yeah, I think that has is at least ragtime adjacent, we right? should say. I mean, and or like The Sting. Remember the music from The Sting? Like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Right, right. That I, might be some ragtime. Maybe his famous piece, most famous piece would be The Entertainer. That, see? There it is. I mean, look at me. So cultured. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's kind of it for the, the holidays. And... Uh, that's okay, though, because Thanksgiving is such a big one. And, uh, you know. It's stuffed with <laughs> meaning and, uh, you know, tradition. So much meaning and so much tradition. And we talked about last week on uh, the show some of our favorite holiday foods. And we actually both brought up some parts of Thanksgiving that we really love. I mean, we focused on sort of fall, winter holiday food. That's uh, right. Yeah. But, you know, we both were like, yeah, kind of The best of holiday dishes was the topic last week. And and by the way, if you didn't get a chance to share your favorite holiday dish, we're still in the holiday season. So we will accept entries into this uh, discussion well into whatever you want to get in touch with us. Uh, Just 475-999-CRAM. Cram, (laughs) like you would cram that stuffing into the turkey or into your mouth cram a voicemail into our phone or uh, cram a text in there as well. We're happy to hear from you. 475-999-CRAM. <laughs> wow, we're really working this this Thanksgiving angle. Uh, now, I have to say there's something that I forgot about last week to mention, and that would be monkey bread. Okay, uh, so this would officially be regrets I've had a few. Yeah. Because this is the part of the show where we uh, bring up the stuff that we <laughs> regret not mentioning in the previous week's show. Yes. So monkey bread, I've heard of this. Uh, I don't think I've ever had it. It, it. Are monkeys actually involved with this? No. Okay, good. And I'm not really sure why. I thought why... we were having a gray stroke moment there for yeah. a second. <laughs> nope. And I'm not <laughs> sure why uh, Why it's called monkey bread. Uh, you're basically so... Lots of people use uh, rolls, like Rhodes rolls from the freezer section. We, uh, my son Will actually makes the dough, and you roll it into small balls. So maybe monkey balls? Uh, Because then you roll it in um, butter and then cinnamon sugar, and you put it into a, typically a bunt pan, and let it rise overnight, and then you bake it in the morning and all of those little balls are attached. And so you're basically able to peel off a piece and enjoy. It sounds fantastic. It's delicious. And you can make it really easily with just a few ingredients, which will be 
talking about uh, five-ingredient recipes later in the show. That's our topic for today, and you probably are going to have to do the heavy lifting <laughs> because <laughs> I, I couldn't think of any. You're uh, like, hot dog, mustard, ketchup, yeah, bun. <laughs> exactly. No, that's is essentially where I'm going. Uh, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be fascinating. That's, that's fair. <laughs> that's totally fair. But we always you know, find ways to pull the meat off these bones, even when they're, uh, you know, Maybe slim pickings. <laughs> Absolutely. This is our specialty. Uh, what about you? Any regrets? I do regret that we did not have an opportunity to uh, get the recipe for your mom's coconut pie. Yeah, the baked coconut pie I talked about last week. I I kind of regret that as well. Um, and it's just because I never made it. My mom was the one that made it. But I tell you what, why don't we just give her a call and see if she remembers how to make the recipe. I don't, I'm not sure if it's more than five ingredients or not, but oh my gosh. Uh, I think mom could probably help us out if other folks want to make it. Maybe not for Thanksgiving since it's already Thanksgiving, but uh, maybe Christmas is a great time to serve the baked coconut pie. So let's get mom on the horn real quick. Hello? Hey mom, it's Eric and Stacy calling you from Don't Ask Me to Talk. How you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you, you too. Happy Thanksgiving. Hi, it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Stacy. Um, Eric tells me that you were interested in my um, coconut pie recipe. That's right. Last week we were talking about our favorite holiday foods, and one of my favorite holiday foods has got to be your baked coconut pie. But never having made it, I don't know what the recipe is. So <laughs> we thought we'd go to the master, the pie master, uh, if you will. You, Mom. <laughs> so do, do, do you remember making this pie when I was a kid? I mean, it's been a little while absolutely. since you made it, but uh, you remember it? Yes, I do. It's one of my favorites, too. Oh, awesome. okay. So um, is this a recipe that came from your family, or is this one of those, like, recipes that you found in a cookbook or a magazine and you dog-eared it uh, and started making it? That's a good question. <laughs> I think I inherited it from uh, um, my sister. Okay. But it was a long time ago, and I'm not sure exactly where she got it from. Well, and here, okay. all this time, I thought that you had invented this, <laughs> this pie, Mom. I and I had. Yeah. <laughs> You're older now, Eric. You can know some of the Now I can know truths. the truth. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't tell me about Santa. <laughs> I can't have too many <laughs> myths blown today. Exactly. <laughs> so what is... What about Santa? <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's exactly. stick with the pie in case any kids are listening. <laughs> Um, exactly. Just that he'll be here in about a month. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so tell us, how do you make this pie? I'm taking notes. Okay. Well, um, I looked it up because I wanted to see if there was, you know, any variations other than the one I made. And apparently its official name is French Coconut Pie. Oh. oh. Fancy. So, it's really simple. You can make it as complicated or easy as you want. But you start with a um, single pie crust. 
It, it doesn't have a top crust, just the bottom. Okay. And do you pre-cook that? No. Okay. Um, so you get that. And you know what? Store-bought is just as good. Amen. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you've got a favorite crust recipe, go for it. And if you're running short on time or you're not into rolling out the crust, et cetera, a refrigerated one works just fine. It does the, <laughs> it does the job. I mean, the coconut exactly. is really the star of the show exactly. for this. But, uh, yeah. Okay, well, on with the show then. <laughs> uh, you need a cup of sugar, uh-huh. three eggs, okay. a half a cup of buttermilk. Oh, buttermilk, okay. One, yeah, and one cube of butter melted. A cube uh, of butter. When you say a cube of butter, do you mean like a tablespoon? No, no, I mean a whole cube. So like a stick? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, two tablespoons of flour. Okay. One and a half teaspoons of vanilla. And if you want to fancy it up, you can split that like half and half between vanilla and almond. Oh, okay. Um, a little dash of salt if you like. Okay. And one and a half to two cups of coconut. If you go with extra coconut, not a problem. Just as long as it all fits in the pan. Okay. Now with the coconut, we're, we're talking about like the flaked coconut, right? That you get for yeah, baking? Yeah, shredded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, so one and a half to two cups of coconut. Now, I feel like I missed an ingredient. After sugar, what came after sugar? Okay, let's see. Sugar, then eggs. Ah, three eggs. That's what it was. Okay, got and it. And then a half a cup of buttermilk. Yep. Then a stick of butter melted, two tablespoons of flour, one and one and a, or one and a half uh teaspoons of vanilla or do half and half with almond, a pinch of salt, and then one and a half to two cups of coconut. Correct. Look at me. Okay. And so you just stir all that up together. Um, it's probably easier to do your, your salt and flour and sugar together first so that they're well mixed together. Yep. And then, you know, Scramble your eggs up, Uh throw them in, put everything into like one bowl and beat the snot out of it and then stir in your coconut. (laughs) Wow. All right. And then then I assume you got to bake it, right? Yes, you do. (laughs) So after you get your um, coconut mixture made up, then you put it in the crust and you bake it at about 325. Okay. Okay. you want to put a a like a baking sheet underneath your pie pan, preferably like a cookie sheet that has sides on it. Yep. So so if it boils over, you you don't have to spend the day cleaning the oven. Yep, because coconut is <laughs> sticky. Life hack or yeah. bake hack. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you put that in the oven at three twenty five, and it'll take. Eh, Pretty close to an hour, 50 to 60 minutes. Okay. Um, And it'll set up this nice light golden brown uh, top. Yeah. 
and you'll know it's done when the center is almost set. You don't want it to get completely, completely set. Yep. Yep. It, it, yeah, it'll it'll firm up as it cools. But yep. if you overcook it, your uh, the top will start cracking, and it won't be quite as pretty. We need it to be pretty. Okay, so then when we take it out and it's almost set, uh, are we keeping it at room temperature or do we then chill it? Um, well, you want to bring it down to like room temperature okay, and then pop it in the refrigerator. Now, one of the things that I do sometimes with it for a little twist is before I pour the mixture into the pipe, uh, crust. Uh-huh. I put um, yeah, as many chocolate chip cook, uh, chocolate chips as I can fit in the bottom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's this, so cute. Eric is all like, "Oh, oh. yeah, I remember that. That was good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> like a mounds bar. That's right. <laughs> oh, so this is like a giant macaroon pie, yes. like a coconut macaroon, like yes. A little more crunch to it, I would say, uh, than macaroons are maybe a little softer than okay. this pie, um, at least that I remember. Uh, but yeah, it, I pretty much like a macaroon. Um, and mom, you know, having this as a kid, I always, it just seemed like magic, like alchemy was happening <laughs> making this pie. But to hear you, you know, give the recipe now, I feel like I might be able to tackle this one. I might be able to oh, do this. Yeah. I. I think I'm going to make one of these coconut pies for Christmas. I think that's a great idea. I think you've inspired me. I, I'm i going to do it, too. Well, we should have a pie-off, cool. and we'll see. Yours will be better than mine, but <laughs> but the, the fact that I'm able to do it, I think, will be the victory in itself. Absolutely. Oh, I this sounds amazing. And then uh, when you serve it, do you serve mm-hmm. it chilled, or do you serve it back at room temperature? Uh, you can do it either way. Okay. And then is this good with like a whipped cream or a like ice cream or something like that? I'd say ice cream. I don't know about you, Mom. Well, you can do either one, but keep in mind it is going to be very, very rich on its own. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I mean, we've been forewarned, however, <laughs> I don't know that uh, we'll listen because... Do kids ever really listen to mom when she says, don't eat too much? No. Yeah, no. No. Uh, This sounds delicious. I'm going to write up this recipe, and I'm going to share it with listeners. So if they want to try making this pie, they can make it too. I'm definitely going to try it. And uh, we're going to have to take pictures, and we'll we'll make sure that you get pictures of some of these pies. We'll put this up on the Instagram. Exactly. Okay, that sounds really fun. Thanks for joining the show, Mom. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) You guys are welcome. Thanks for asking. Of course. Happy Thanksgiving. We are, I am grateful to you for bringing me Eric. Oh, he's my favorite boy. (laughs) Oh. Love you, Mom. Happy Thanksgiving. Love you too, dear. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, and hopefully I'll see you soon. (laughs) I hope so too, and we'll definitely talk soon. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. 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 Oh, your mom's so sweet. (laughs) Very nice to talk to mom on Thanksgiving, and wow.
I'm amazed that it's that simple. It's uh, that simple. Yeah. Sometimes the best things in life are the simplest things, the it, simple pleasures. I agree with you, though. Like those pies or those recipes that, you know, mom used to make or, you know, were made when you were growing up and you thought that there was like so much that went into it and it turns out. Not so much. And, and this recipe has more than five ingredients, but I think you can handle it, uh, which reminds me of what our topic is today. So uh, it's a good thing we don't have a ton of five ingredient recipes because I was so much happier spending time chatting with your mom and getting that recipe. So let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we can share what few five ingredient recipes we have. Absolutely. And of course, coming up later in the show, We'll talk to the king of five ingredient recipes or multiple ingredient recipes. Anyway, that's right. Vance Dingfelder from Dingfelder's Delicatessen will be on the show to talk about what we're eating. That's coming up. Stay tuned for more. Don't ask me to talk. Gobble, gobble. Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects, it's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to stacyconnects.com. Don't ask me to talk. Hey, welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. And again, happy Thanksgiving. We're talking today about five ingredient recipes. Now, this seemed like a great idea when I put it on the Wheelow Topics. And I'll tell you what, it's kind of hard to find five ingredient recipes recipes. I mean, if anybody listening out there has some good recipes that aren't like candies, cookies, right. like uh, random. Like, even a lot of the so-called five <laughs> ingredient recipes are going to be more ingredients if you actually drill down to what's in the five essential <laughs> ingredients. Let's say there's cranberry sauce involved. Well, Cranberry sauce is going to be like sugar, cranberries, orange right. zest, etc. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's assuming essentially like this to me is like, and I mean no, I mean no disrespect by this. This feels was very. That, was that five in the cranberry sauce? By the way, uh, I think I might have made my contribution with cranberries. There you go. <laughs> well, this reminds me of very Midwest cooking where it's like you're assuming that you're using like a canned soup or right, a this yeah. or a that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where like your ingredients are very, are very easy that way. Mm-hmm. So I did come up with a few recipes though. Excellent. Uh, most of them, of course, as I said, sweets, appetizers, random things like that. Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah. I mean, really all I have is that, you know, I and I've talked about this on the show, that um, with Thanksgiving, with the turkey, I really enjoy the uh, the leftovers, the turkey sandwiches, or sometimes turkey wraps that I make afterwards. Uh, maybe even more than the uh, turkey itself on Thanksgiving, although I enjoy that quite a bit, too. So I would say, you know, 
uh, a turkey sandwich with, you know, you got your bread, you got your turkey, your choice of white or dark meat, uh, some aged cheddar, uh, some lettuce, um, and some cranberry sauce right there. Bam. Five ingredient deliciousness that can't be beat. I mean, look at you. You're coming in under the wire. <laughs> You're just fully, like, making it up as you go along. And honestly, I respect that. Um, so mine are a little different. Like, I went sweets. For instance, I make uh, Oreo truffles around the holidays. And with that, you literally take a package of Oreos, you pulverize them in a food processor, you add a brick of cream cheese, and then you can add some uh, peppermint extract if you want. And uh, then you roll them into little balls, throw them in the refrigerator, and then dip them in that candy coating stuff. Yeah. And then add some crushed candy cane on top. That sounds great. So, like, super, super easy, like, basically four ingredients. Uh, let me think. Oreo, cream cheese the coating stuff, maybe the peppermint and the candy cane. Five ingredients. Look at me. Uh, you can do the same thing with, uh, you know, the Biscoff cookies that you get on a plane. Uh, it's made of cookies. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember when they came out with the spread, the Biscoff spread, and that was their commercials? Was, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's made of cookies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you're basically doing the same thing. With instead of using Oreos, you're using the Biscoff, uh-huh. and so uh, those truffles are made of cookies. Right. Yeah. So that's a really easy one to do. But weirdly, people like it feels exotic when it's like now in a truffle form, and you know, and people are like, "Ooh." Uh, all right. Let's see what else. Uh, of course, baked brie. This is an easy one. Oh, do tell. Take a round brie, uh-huh. cut off the top part, stick in either like some kind of a compote or a berry thing or maybe a chutney or a tapenade. Chutney? Chutney. Chutney. Okay. <laughs> or like a fig jam or something like that. Put the yeah. top back on and then you can either use the uh, a sheet of puff pastry or, you know, you could use a pie crust. I like the puff pastry roll it out a bit, and then put it over the brie. And I put the brie on, and then I bring it up so it's all gathered at the top. And basically, you're done. You can put, like, a wash on it if you want to. Um, And it's delish. It's no fail. And people are like, ooh, this is so, like, fancy and exotic. And it's so not. Um, That sounds pretty darn good. It's really good. It's so good. Uh, I have a whole group of recipes that fall under my mother's type of cooking, which is chicken dishes that are made with, again, like five ingredients. Now, my favorite is the title of some of these recipes. Like she has one that is called like um, chicken gruyere. Delicious, but complicated. (laughs) So you take 16 ounces of sour cream, 8 ounces of Gruyere cheese, grated, 4 tablespoons of Dijon mustard. Now, you're going to mix that together and spread it over chicken breasts that you've 
put salt and pepper on. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to add the stuff over it and then sprinkle the top with some extra Gruyere. And then you bake it at 400 for 30 minutes. Now, I can't figure out the complicated part. And so when I asked her, I was like, what's the part that's complicated? And she said, you have to grate the Gruyere. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that that sounds pretty good and pretty easy. Very easy. And then she has her this one. Oh, this one, you're gonna have to trust me that it actually tastes good because the recipe sounds awful. You take an eight ounce bottle of French dressing, a sixteen ounce can of whole cranberry sauce, and you take one and a half packages of dry onion soup mix. Mix them together and then spread them over chicken breasts. And then again, cook it at like 350 for about 40 minutes or something. Can you tell that I grew up eating like nothing but chicken breasts? Yeah. Um, it sounds absolutely disgusting, but weirdly the flavors come together and you're like, actually. No, that really sounds not, great. That's really not bad. Uh, so lots of those kinds of recipes, you know, with the mayo, the shredded parm, mix it together, put it over some kind of a white fish or again. A yeah. chicken breast. Um, I got, I've got one more um, while you're looking for your next one. Uh, I do something that I call healthy heroes, although I don't think about it too much. <laughs> it might not like, be as healthy as the name implies, uh, but it's delicious and you could do worse. Um, <laughs> slice up a bell pepper, an onion, you saute those, add some barbecue sauce and uh, cook that all together. Then uh, I go for the veggie meatballs. Yeah. Um, so the the meatball uh, alternative, although you can substitute regular meatballs if you like, but I find that the veggie meatballs do a great job in this recipe. Okay. Uh, and you so you cook that all together until the meatballs are you know hot all the way through um, and good to go. Then you put that on a toasted hoagie bun and delightful. Add a little cheese. Uh, if you like, um, that really helps glue the thing together. But that's six ingredients. So the most important <laughs> are those first five. And uh, you can bake that uh, on a low temperature uh, for just a few minutes, maybe 10 minutes um, at about, you know, 300. Uh, and then you're all good to go. Easy peasy good. and delicious. That's like sauce, uh, sausage and peppers. Like people yeah. do that, except that you've added the... Uh, the barbecue sauce instead right. of doing just like, you know, oil and salt and pepper and that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Caramelize those onions and bell peppers together. Um, so good. Tons of flavor. Um, my my most swanky recipe that I have is for rack of lamb. Oh. Yeah. That can be five ingredients? Yes. Wow. So you get the little like rack of lamb mm-hmm. and uh, you can find them at Costco and uh you know, probably Trader Joe's or something. Makes a great Christmas dinner. Right. So take some uh, extra virgin olive oil, some fresh rosemary that you chop, some garlic that you chop up, salt and pepper, mix all that together. Uh, you're almost going to make like a paste. Put it all over the lamb. And then you uh, put it on a uh, like a roasting pan or a cookie sheet or something. Um, you roast it for 10 minutes at 475. Then you bring down the temperature to 375 and cook it for another 10 minutes. And then you let it rest for 10 minutes. And 
It's amazing. Sounds pretty great. Super simple. And then you can serve it with mint jelly, which I never understood that whole thing. But, uh, <laughs> Call me mint jelly because I'm on the land. <laughs> exactly. So weird. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the, I think the last one that I had was for uh, a peanut butter cookie that is called Mom on Fritch's Peanut Butter Cookie. And uh, that one literally has four ingredients, a cup of peanut butter, a cup of sugar, a large egg, and a teaspoon of baking soda. Mix it. Bake it. And uh, bada bing, bada boom. Sounds pretty great. So I'll put some of these recipes on our Instagram. Yeah. And uh, people can check them out. I'll put it under the recipes part. And uh, that Instagram handle is Stacy Talks. We'll put a uh, link to that in our show description today. Perfect. All right. Uh, so, you know, basically... We got one more segment here with Vance where we're going to talk about God knows what with. Uh, with <laughs> we're talking him. food, of course. We're talking food. And, uh, and this is the high holy day of food. It is. And who better to talk food than, uh, yeah, the man himself. Exactly. Vance Dingfelder. The dude from the deli. All right. That's right. So keep listening. We will be right back with Vance of Dingfelder's Delicatessen and Nourish Catering. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture, or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then, I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Interested in learning something new? Meeting someone new? Find out things that we have in common? Well, of course you are. You're a human being. So let's get intentional about it. Join me, J.D.K. Winnikin, every week and get all of that in less than an hour. I'm a writer, a historian, a social commentator, and my show is all about you. Really, that's what it's called. This show is all about you. Get my perspectives on the week's news and hear fascinating guests whose stories will inspire and move you. My show is all about giving you something that connects us. Join me Mondays on Kixie 880 at 3 p.m. or download it as a podcast. Can't get enough of Stacy and Eric? Then be sure and check out Stacy Connects with Stacy Heller wherever you find podcasts. Stacy chats with guests about a variety of topics, hoping to make a connection through conversation. Don't ask me to talk. Hey, welcome back to the show. I am Stacy Heller, joined, of course, by Eric. That's right, on a very special Thanksgiving edition of Don't Ask Me to Talk. And it doesn't get much better than talking to the king of the Kanesh, <laughs> the lord of the sandwich, the what, what, the duke of the deli. Sorry. <laughs> Thinking of too much about food today to even get the words out. I know. Uh, mouth is already salivating as we get ready to talk to Vance Stinkfelder from Dingfelder's Deli. Hello, sir, and happy Thanksgiving to you. Eric, happy Thanksgiving. Stacy, a gobble-gobble to you. Thank uh, I get a gobble-gobble. Gobble-gobble. Uh, gobble-gobble. Gobble-gobble. Nice. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving to you, too. We are grateful um, to you. Oh, let me tell you. It's thankful, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, we, it's just that we've got this far. It's amazing that it's Thanksgiving. Okay, that's number one. What the heck? 
really? It's Thanksgiving already? <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's like, what the? What? What's going on? It's So crazy. we're getting ready to open up. That's what we're doing. We are but looking. Please tell me you're taking Thanksgiving Day off, though, to enjoy it. Yes. Excellent. Yes, I am taking Thanksgiving Day off. You know, I mean, because let's face it, Thanksgiving is when we get to go and be with family and argue with our relatives. And talk about <laughs> I don't and, know what you mean. But most yeah. importantly, <laughs> eat good food, which is what you're all about, sir. Absolutely. It is all about that comfort food that grandma and that you had growing up as a kid. So, Eric, let me ask you this. Yes. Do you like jelly cranberry sauce or whole cranberry sauce? I'm a fan of the whole berry uh, cranberry like sauce, my son. Yeah. Yes. How about you? Um, well, you know, I while I make my own currently, and I have for many years, mm-hmm. I have to have jelly cranberry sauce on the <laughs> table. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I, I make my own, and it's so easy. And all I do is just, you know, it's basically sugar, water, and um, orange zest. That's it. Yeah. You know? that, I mean, and it's and it works, and I like it, and it's good. It's adult, and I just love the jelly. <laughs> I, well, and do you put it out so that it's in the shape of the can, and then you can slice with the can ridges? <laughs> okay. Okay. So, yes, of course. Thank not, you. I mean, I mean, who mashes? Come on. You have to put it out there. Right? You, op- you open the lid. I break it up with a spoon. You, so you it, do? <laughs> yes, so you don't have the can ridges. I love the can ridges. <laughs> no, 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 Here's what I do, okay? I love, first of all, that you take the top off, and you then take the can opener and make a hole in the bottom. Yep. Right? And then you kind of shake it so it just kind of makes that sound. Yep. <laughs> and it just, the whole thing comes out perfect. And then and then I slice it. <laughs> right. You know? And that's it. And I even only put like three or four slices because I love the fact that it leaves the ridges from the can. I do too. In fact, I was was a little pissed when they made the can round on the bottom. Oh. It's it's harder to get the um, can opener to work on the bottom. Sometimes you've got to punk a hole in it. I know. But yes. It's a thing. So, so that just goes to show you, right, how particular we are about our holidays and holiday foods and things like that. You know, it's just the way it is. Stuffing for me, that's all I want is stuffing and gravy, mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. You know, dark meat, turkey. Are you a dark or a light meat? I'm dark meat. How I'm, about you, Stace? I'm light meat. You like the breast? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a breast girl. You <laughs> <laughs> What you can like I say? Movie? You don't think it's too too dry? <laughs> I no, mean, okay, so not if done right. Exactly. So I've done. I mean, I'm old now, so I've done it so many different ways. It's not even funny. But you have to brine the bird, right? I mean, that's what a butterball is essentially. Right. They brine it, right? So you brine it even more. You know, I I I kosher the bird. I wash it with kosher salt. Oh, there you down, go. Right. And literally, and to kosher something, you basically, you, I, I've always done this, but I take handfuls of kosher salt, 
and, and literally scrub the inside of the bird and then scrub the skin. And then to kosher it, you basically let it soak in cold water for about an hour. That's brining. That's why kosher poultry is always so much better than non-kosher poultry mm-hmm. is because it's soaked and salted, brined. So, and to brine a turkey is so easy. You know, you take, you make a brine. Yep. You can look it up online anywhere. And you, and you brine it for a couple, three hours, right? And that's it. Mm-hmm. And then you take it out and then you cook it. And basically, I don't stuff my bird because it just it takes forever. I, I stuff the bird with herbs and a couple of oranges. And, and, I, and I squeeze the oranges and put it on the inside and maybe some aromatics. Yep. Right? I like this idea. The, and, and, and that's what's inside the bird. I've co- I cook it upside down also. Right, so breast side down, which is was a whole new thing for me. You taught us that uh, a couple of years ago, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do that as well. So you, you do it breast side down, yep. and then flip it over for the last forty-five minutes just to crisp up the skin. You know, and 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 that's it. And you know, it, do you do a rack uh, when you're doing it, or you know, I've done it. I've done yeah, I do it on the rack. Mm-hmm. Um, I and. You know, the thing that, you know, yeah, the rack makes the marks in the breast. Mm-hmm. No, you know, you know, unless you're going to bring out the bird to the table and carve it at the table, you know, I've even done that with this type of bird. you got to let your bird rest, right? Right. I mean, you know, and basically I cook the bird, and when I take the bird out, I make the gravy, and I put all the sides in the oven, let all the sides warm up, while the, while the bird and I cover it with foil, I also cover the bird with foil when it comes out, and I take it out. I use the drippings, make the gravy, mm-hmm. but it sits for a good half an hour. It sits out now. Something that you need to know is the ambient heat from the bird continues to cook. Yes. So you know. So you got to yeah. be aware of that because that's where some of the dry out can happen. Well, that's exactly. Well, people will cook their bird. You know, if, you know, they're really 165. Got to be 165 degrees, or you're going to die. <laughs> Dad, well, is that you? <laughs> you know, so, there's that. That was our guidelines on how to kill Salmonella, Listeria, E. coli. Right. Right. And we need to do that. That is something to be important. However, when you get to 165, it's done. Everything's dead. You don't have to go to 175. And what happens is people will go to 169 in the oven. And that's where the thigh is. And, and the issue that happens... It sounds like one of your about, neighbors was trying to deep fry their turkey. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, here comes the yeah, fire department. Actually, actually they are. They, they tried to do it tonight and... and yeah, there they go. <laughs> Good luck to them. You've seen that, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Funnier than seeing, you know. I mean, somebody, somebody saying, somebody saying, uh, Mr. George, Mr. George, uh, <laughs> that guy you hired to do the turkeys, you know, or the wife is going, I don't know, sweetheart. It looks a little hot to me. Is that pot big enough? <laughs> he drops the turkey in, and it just flames up. And the whole carport goes up. Exactly. Wow. Kaboom. <laughs> so what I was saying about 165, 
if you pull the turkey at 158 yep. and let it sit for a half an hour with oil over it and then temp it again, it's going to be 165, right? And, and now I'm not saying to cook your bird to 158. Right. You got to get it to 165 because that's what I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. You know, but a lot of chefs and people that cook, how to get a juicy breast is to, you know, all the things that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because if you're cooking the thigh to 165, that breast meat is going to be 175. And that's why it gets dried out. Right. And so you got to take everything into consideration. Good point. You, and you using know, a meat the thermometer uh, is, you know, you, essential. You got to have a good thermometer. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I everybody here at, at the deli and nourish catering, everybody has their own thermometer. Well, it's key. Yeah. And everybody has their own color um, and their name on it. So everybody has a thermometer. It's important that you buy a good thermometer and have a good thermometer rather than, you know, a, a, one you stick into the bird or anything like that, right? And it's, and it's super important. But that's that's how you make a juicy bird. Otherwise, you know, turkey just dries out very quickly. It's very lean. You know, you can put you can put butter under the skin, all kinds of things. And, you know, put garlic under the skin, butter, rosemary, thyme, you know, make a compound butter and then put it under the skin before you make it. All those things help, right? But at the end of the day, you you don't want to overcook it. And I wasn't even going to talk about turkey today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, let me ask you this. You know, some folks... um, uh, go somewhere else, you know, maybe to a restaurant or to a friend's house, and they don't necessarily have all the Thanksgiving leftovers that those of us that prepare a meal at home have. Do you have anything on the menu that might scratch that itch for folks that uh, want to have some Thanksgiving-style leftovers, like a, a turkey sandwich or something like that? So we do turkey sandwiches. How, however, I, I'm you know, normally we've done... Thanksgiving in the past. This year, because of all the construction and everything going on with our with short staff, mm-hmm. we chose not to do Thanksgiving um, because, you know, there's a lot of places to go. Yeah. Everybody loved our Thanksgiving. We had a lot of people call us about it, and we were sorry that, you know, we, we just made the decision. And plus, it was so hard to get turkeys. You yeah. Know? However, this year, we're going to smoke turkeys for all of our people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gotta love a smoked turkey. Yeah. So that's what. Not that's to be confused doing. with the turkey that smokes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> Take them out. You, you know, it's, we're doing it the same way we smoke our smoke our fish, right? We're going to brine it and smoke it and give everybody a little turkey or half a turkey or a quarter of a turkey so everybody has some turkey to bring home. And I'm really proud of the fact that we're able to give everybody the day off, you know, and so that they can be with their families. That's fantastic. And to answer your question, no, we have turkey. Turkey sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would scratch and, that itch, I think. And, and I don't, you know, I, I, you know, I like a turkey and stuffing sandwich with cranberry sauce. Yeah, me too. The day after, right? But I've never been a fan of that cream cheese cranberry sauce one. Yep. You so, know, I don't really, but I like stuffing. And, and so, and in my stuffing, I put craisins. You're you? crazy. Hmm? 
You're crazy. Did you say you do raisins in your stuffing? Yeah, no, he what? does craisins. Craisins, the cranberries. Okay. Craisins. Yeah, I put you know, craisins in it. That sounds really good to me. I don't do that myself, but uh, I think I may need to try it. And I also like, I, I mean, I, I put, you know, I put pecans in it. Not pecans, walnuts. I put pecans in my sweet potatoes. But I put walnuts in it and um, and and sausage. You know, I like sagey sausage. I get that. Saw sage. <laughs> How many people haven't figured that out yet? Sounds pretty damn good. So, Vance, happy Thanksgiving to you. Do you have a opening date uh, yet? On for you know, we do as soon as we can. Got it. <laughs> so, well, yeah, so listen. So the guy that's going to repair the boots because I got these boots from Kathy Casey. Yep. And and they, they're torn. One of the backs is worn through and discolored because it was in the sun in her window. He said, yes, I can do it. He gave me a quote. Um, he goes, it, it won't be done before like the second or third week of December. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, great. Because I really want to open up. Yeah. Soon. Like maybe the week after, maybe the, like 7th of December, right? And get a few weeks in before Hanukkah. Right. Because because Hanukkah is just crazy. I mean, um, eight crazy yeah. nights. Yeah, and it's right at Christmas. So that's going to be fun. That so is going to be fun. All as right. As soon as I can. I mean, it's really coming along. All you right. need to come down and take a look. Um, I'd love to give you guys lunch and feed you. Can't wait to do that, and hopefully you'll give us the scoop when you know the exact date. Uh, we're looking forward to it. You guys will get the scoop, I promise. Awesome. awesome. All right, Love well. You guys. Take care. Happy take Thanksgiving care. Happy Thanksgiving. Again. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your family. Don't argue too much, or just sit back and watch the fun. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I love it. Have Good a great advice. week. Take care. Bye. Beautiful. Very good advice, right? Yes. This show has made me hungrier than any other show that we've done so far. Well, two shows in a row have been very food-centric. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's find out what we're going to talk about next week and hope that it's not food-oriented. Yeah, we might have to add to the wheel, like, favorite diet or something. (laughs) Yes, I think so. Two lies and a truth. Oh. All right. It's about ourselves. Yeah. So I guess we'll be guessing uh, uh, which ones, which statements that we make are lies and which statement that we make are truths. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm going to have to do some homework on this one and come up with something convincing. I will have no problem because I am a liar by nature. <laughs> so, <laughs> so with that, uh, hey, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Again, we are so grateful for you. Uh, Have a great week, everyone. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Take care. Don't ask me to talk.